you know, I have a word of the Lord for us this morning. The Lord is declaring a new season over us. He's declaring a new season over us. There is the coming of the Lord. There is the coming of the Lord. There is the coming of the Lord. And we are meant to take a posture. What is the posture we're meant to take? It is to anticipate the what? The coming. It means that you should build expectation. You don't take the coming of the Lord with, you know, with levity. You, you don't get familiar with it. You don't, you, don't, you don't get casual with it. There is a certain directed, you know, focused expectation. That's how to hasten it. The higher your expectation, the more intense your desire, the more the galloping of the Lord towards you. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Because Jesus said, draw near unto me and I will do what? I will draw near unto you. So hold on to your expectation. Scripture says, cast not away your what? Your confidence. Don't let the enemy push you to a place where you begin to doubt whether God, you know, and you can doubt God in many ways. Some, some of you may not never get to the extreme of doubting whether God exists. <laughs> Amen. But we can doubt God in so many ways. You can, you can begin to doubt whether the things he has spoken to you are real. You know, you begin to doubt your work. You begin to doubt whether God loves. Some of us, we doubt whether God really loves us. You are just in a position that, you know, your heart is shaking. Be like David this morning and encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Don't give in to the lies of the enemy. Don't give in to those words that weaken your resolve. Shut them out. Go back to the word. Go back to what he has spoken to you. Go back to the things you've written down that God has said and begin to read them aloud. And when you read them, begin to shout because God never fails. Somebody say he's coming. Somebody say he's coming. Nothing is going to hold him back. No circumstance, no situation is going to hold him back. The Lord is coming. He's coming. And I see healing. He's bringing healing. He's bringing healing. Not just only physical healing. He's bringing healing to the soul. He's bringing healing to the soul. You know, I sense that some of you, you need to be healed of bitterness and hurt. And I sense the healing of the Lord is coming. Healing of the Lord. You want to be healed, but it's been difficult. God is bringing healing. God is bringing healing. He's closing that wound. He's closing that wound. And with it, he's giving you power to launch out again. To launch out again. And the word that is coming to my mind this morning is the scripture where, you know, um, Peter and, and disciples were toiling. Scripture says they toiled all night and got nothing. Some of you, you know, it, it says you've been toiling. You've been toiling. Some of you, you've, there, are, there are internal contradictions and you've been toiling. You've been trusting God for breakthrough. You've been trusting God for clarity. You've been trusting God for healing. There is just, it, it just seems things are not together internally. I'm talking about issues of the heart now. I'm talking about you know, wounds in the soul. It just seems things are not together. It, there, there are, there are, it's like there are guard doors. There are doors. There is, there is an There are things that you can't confront because you don't have strength and energy from. When 
you want hope wants to rise in your heart, the intimidator confronts you in your soul, and then you are you've just you've just remained bound. You know, but I sense this morning the toil is coming to an end. The toil is what? It's coming to an end. And the healing is going to come very simply. Some of you will not even notice it. You just discover that I have, something has happened to me. It's not going to be dramatic. <laughs> Am I making sense? It's not going to be dramatic. Just the way Jesus stood by the shore and just gave the word. He said, you know, throw the net to the right side. As though they've been all, the, you know, it feels as though all the while they've been throwing only to the left side. But because God has spoken, the provision will come by the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is bringing healing to your heart. He's bringing healing to your heart. You know, and I sense also the Lord is bringing strength. If, I, if there is one word, if there is one word that you should hold on to today, is that the Lord is bringing strength to you. He's bringing strength to you. Because today, you know, the title of our message is Faith for a Turnaround. Faith for a what? And that word is coming in twofold. First of all, the Lord is sending his word to create change around you. And then the Lord, more importantly, the Lord is sending the word inside of you to cause strength to be imputed into you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Scripture says when the, when the Spirit of the Lord took Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones and he prophesied, he said the wind did what? Blew and bones began to join to bones. And after that, flesh came and did what? And filled up all those, the bones and sinews and everything. And then he prophesied again and the breath of God came upon that dead army. And they stood on their faith and they became what? Suddenly, by the operation of the word of the Lord, a valley of dry bones became the valley of an exceeding great army. That's what the strength of God can do. And that strength is visiting you this morning. Do you believe it? Do you be, your response is not giving me, it's not, it's not showing conviction. Do you believe it? I say today, your valley of dry bones is turning into a valley of an exceeding great army. What, had been, what has been the object of weakness and infirmity? Today, it is changing into an object of grace and strength in the name of Jesus. What has been an issue of shame is turning around to be an issue of testimony in the name of Jesus. God is bringing radical change. He's bringing radical change. He's bringing radical change. Just lift up your voice and pray. Just pray. Say, Father, I receive your word this morning. And help me to prepare my heart. Oh, sefreneria, prostoria, taramiro, frastilaba, zenenemakio, rosto, barabalaba, shata. I receive your word. I receive your word. I receive your word. And I respond, oh God, I respond with an open heart. My change has come. My change has come. My turnaround has come. I confess it because I believe it in my heart. My change has come. I have waited and today my change has come. The word of the Lord has come to me and I embrace it. I embrace it. I rejoice at your word as he that finds a great spoil. Be it unto me according to your word, Father. Be it unto me according to your word. Turn everything around. 
Let nothing be left unturned. Let nothing be left unchanged. The Lord is turning it. He is turning it around. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Isaiah 54. Oh, you know, I, I could just feel that, that anointing of the Lord this morning. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, my soul rejoice at your word, Father. This is breakthrough. This is victory. This is victory. I rejoice at your word, Father. I rejoice at your word. I rejoice at your word. This is what we've been waiting for. This is the deliverance of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Isaiah 54. So sing, O barren, you who have not born, do what? Break forth into what? Singing. Cry aloud. You who have not labored with child. He said, For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, saith the Lord, says the Lord. Verse 2. Say, Enlarge the place of your tents and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Somebody say, Do not spare. It means that don't be regulated. If I want to put it in a more contemporary language, say, don't dream small. <laughs> Amen. You know, when we tell people to dream big, some people are thinking, ah, banana island. You know, that's our definition of dreaming. That is dreaming small. <laughs> Amen. That is what? That is dreaming small. What kind of dream can an Abraham, a 99-year-old Abraham, have? That will be at the level of him becoming the father of faith. Not just the father of many nations. The father of what? The father of faith. Because the low level of that promise was that he's the father of the nation Israel. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? But the highest level of that experience is that he's the father of faith. Because we share in the same faith of Abraham. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? And he realized it at a point. Because scripture says his own goal changed. He said he began to look for a city which had foundations. Whose what? Whose builder and maker is God. He sensed a turnaround at a point in the journey. And he shifted his focus from seeking the earthly to seeking the what? The heavenly. That's how to dream big. That's how to do what? It is catching the vision of God. It's catching what? It's catching the vision of God. How can Enoch dream big that it will occur to him that he can walk with God and be translated? What level of dream? That level of dream big is not given to the carnal mind. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you hearing me this morning? That level of dream big is not given to a carnal mind. But when your heart is aligned and you're able to catch the vision of heaven, then something which had never been possible before becomes a possibility with God. Say with God. with God. Nothing shall be impossible. Say that again. Say with God. with God. Nothing shall be what? Nothing. 
confess that you say with God in my life nothing shall be impossible say do not spare do not spare don't hold back we are in the season we are in the time the Lord is bringing us to a season where you can't afford to have small faith do you understand what I'm saying do you understand what I'm saying you can't afford to spare you can't afford to be economical with your faith with your resolve with your expectation you can't afford to have you can't afford to be reasoning from the pipeline of limitation you can't afford to be interacting with god from the perspective of canal limitations you have to put all that system of limitation and completely dismantle it and throw it all throw it all out to the lord do not spare because it is the time of the move of the spirit do not spare you have the word of the lord that is going to produce an endless flow of oil so do not spare if you don't have verse go and borrow are you hearing me because it will be a great it you will be greatly cheated if the unseasoned oil is in your hands and then your vessel is small you would have cheated yourself greatly are you hearing me are you hearing me it's like somebody saying to you i give you a blank check and you're like ah i don't know what this man have in his account now let me know go and think that they give you a blank check i can now write hundred thousand naira in this Buari's economy <laughs> Amen. When you could have written 10 billion. Amen. If you give me 10 billion right now, I know what to do with it. I know what to do with it. I won't think twice. Just bring it. Come and test me with it. <laughs> and I'm not going to go and do vacation. No, 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 no. There's work to be done. Hallelujah. Do not spare. The Lord is saying, do not spare. Do not spare. We are in the season of the visitation of the word of the Lord. When the what? When the season of the what? Visit. Get, go back to that Isaiah 54. We are in the season of the visitation of the word of the Lord. And let me announce to you this morning, all that you need for a turnaround is the word of the Lord. And that word is coming to you this morning. That's all you need. Verse 1 again. It says, Sing. Who is the person that they are addressing here? Ah, be it unto you according to your faith, Rachel. I love that. I wasn't even expecting that answer, but ah, that's the higher answer. That's the high. God has heard you, Rachel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God has heard you. I'm not saying that to encourage you. I'm saying that as the word of the Lord. God has heard you. Amen. Say, sing, O barren. Is barrenness, they did not say your barrenness has been healed. Am I making sense? The person the word of the Lord came to is the barren woman. 
the woman that has been reproached. They look at her and they feel this one is the scum of the earth. You see, if you understand Eastern culture, which is the culture of, which also the subset of it is the Jewish culture. You know, Jew, the, the, the Jews, the Israelis in the Middle East, they place very high demand, very high demand on the woman, a married woman with a child. Barrenness is treated as a thing of, it's treated as a curse from God. When a woman doesn't have a child, she's considered as maybe she's a witch or she's cursed. Am I making sense? That's the culture there. That's the mindset there. So when a woman has no fruit of the womb, she's regarded as what? As a second class citizen. You see that in the life of Hannah and Penina. She could not even walk and be happy among in the family because she's an object of reproach. And what is wrong? The wrong thing has gone on in her life for so long, it has become her identity. Are you hearing me this morning? It's no longer she was passing through a difficult patch. It has, it, that situation has become synonymous with her. Do you get the point this morning? I want you to get this morning. I pray for understanding for every one of us in Jesus' name. It wasn't that she was having a bad day in the office. Am I making sense? When somebody has been barren, let's say for years, maybe 10 years, it becomes her name. Say that barren woman on Third Street, that woman that doesn't have child. It has become an identity. That is the position this woman is. Her mates have given birth. Not one, not two. Probably seven, eight. She had become an object of reproach. And it felt as though that is going to be the story of her life. That is how she's going to end it. But one day, somebody say one day. The word of the Lord came. The turnaround you're trusting the Lord for is in the word of the Lord. It's in the visitation of the word of the Lord. And when that word comes, nothing can withstand the oppression of the word of the Lord. Nothing. This morning, I want faith to arise in your heart for a turnaround. And I don't care whether what the issue has been on for so long that it has become your identity. Are you hearing me this morning? I don't care whether if people even know you with the issue. You have, you have a badge with, this, with the issue on it. Some of you, there's something in your heart. There is that faint conviction that your destiny is great, but your everyday life is ordinary. And the enemy has boxed you into the place of small-mindedness. Life has shown you shake <laughs> You know, the way the warrior has shown us shake Life, some of you, I remember some of us when we came out of college. You know, when you just come out of school, you are bubbling with ideas. You are bubbling, you know, I will just do this by after service, you know, enter here, enter this one, enter this company, and before you, by the time I'm 30, You know, some of you, you've written your diary, the things that you, 
your issue wasn't that you lacked vision. You know, I remember when I came out of school, I was a little bit confused about what I wanted to do. Because what I really wanted to do was to go to full-time ministry. <laughs> so I, I wasn't, uh, you know, I did not know that I was not, I was not, uh, I was just fooling myself. Because now I don't want to do ministry now. No. I, you know, I don't know. Things are, I've been so shaky. <laughs> They are leading me to, they are carrying me to where I don't want to go. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing me this morning? God is bringing a turn around. Your heart has been weary because the status quo has existed for so long. You've been called barren. You have looked at your land. And it seems nothing can come out of this land. Nazareth had a reputation in Israel. Nazareth did what? Had a reputation in Israel that nothing good can come out of it. That was why when Philip, was it Philip? Told uh, Nathaniel. He said, come and see, we have seen the Savior. He's from Nazareth. The guy lies. <laughs> or is that you don't know the added. Can any good thing come out of what? Nazareth. Nazareth is in the fourth league. Where one where they call O2. That's the league of life has shown Nazareth Shege. It's been relegated. The most despised among his brethren. But Nazareth had a destiny. It had a destiny in God. And that destiny was hanging on its head. And one day, the clock of the Lord was going to tick into the appointed time. And then the Savior was going to walk out of Nazareth. Suddenly, that same Nazareth became the place that produced the desire of all nations. That is your testimony from today. I said, that is your testimony from today. The Lord is declaring a new season over us. And it's time. See, the generator of your faith that has been off, go and wind it. Go and service it. Because now is the time to lift up your head. Bible says, sing, O barren. It's time to sing. It is the time to sing the song of the Lord. It is the time to change the song that you sing. Are you hearing me this morning? It is time to do what? To change the song. You have been singing the song of defeat. You have been singing the song of the circumstances around you. Now it's time to sing the song of the Lord. It's time to do what? To sing the song. Scripture says that when John saw that vision of heaven, you know, Revelation chapter 5 says, door opened in heaven. And then when the lamp came and took the scroll, it said the 24 elders. And the what? And the saints, they began to sing the what? The song of the Lord and the song of Moses. They knew change had happened. The moment the lamp came and took the scroll, they knew the game has changed. The word of the Lord has come upon the scene. 
without even seeing the manifestation yet, they began to sing. The word has come. Say the word has come this morning. Sing, O barren. It's time to burst forth into songs. It is time to wipe away the tears of defeat and discouragement and then pick up the song of the Lord. And pick up, that is the instruction of the Lord to us this morning. Change your conversation. Change your song. Change your ruminations in the night time. Don't wake up and begin to say, oh my life. Ha, Jesus, I hear me. Hear me not. You know, there's a way, sometimes we sing songs of sorrow and we put God inside it. And it's okay, the Lord is merciful. Sometimes he even hears. Am I making sense? And there is a time for that. See, me, I'm someone that God I beg is very plenty in my, in, my, in my prayers. Am I making sense? And there is a time when you, you carry your brokenness. And you do what? You package it and, and you lift it before God. God, fix me. But this season is the season to arise in faith. Because the Lord has come. Say, the Lord has come. The Lord has come. Single barren. You have not born. Break forth. Why does he say break forth? Because there are limitations in your mind. There are conditions around you that is going to make it difficult. You look around you and you are saying, what is there to sing about? He said, that is a stronghold. Break through it and sing. Things have not changed yet. Break forth. Just follow the instruction of the Lord. Just follow the word of the Lord. Break forth. You wake up in the night time and you look at all the things around you and your soul is weary. Break forth. Things are working for my good. A season has come over me and things are changing. Break forth. That is the song of the Lord. The song of the Lord is a song of victory. It's a song of dominion. Hallelujah. 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 When God smashed the head of Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, that was a Miriam and the children of Israel did what? They began to sing. Say, blessed be God who has triumphed gloriously. Said the horse and the rider, they are where? They perished in the sea. It's time to sing the song of the Lord. Brethren, it's time to do what? To sing the song. You must change the song in your mouth. It's time to sing the song of the Lord. When the word of the Lord comes, it's the time to sing the song of the Lord. Because victory has entered the camp. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me this morning? Say, cry aloud. You have not labored with child. For more. That is the promise the word of God has brought. Say more. Say more. More at the children of the desolate. Who is this? Des is this damn barren woman? Or his second name is desolate. Her baptismal name is desolate. Abandoned, cast away, forgotten. In fact, if you read down, you realize that her husband has even left her. She's become a reproach. But it is man that left her. If you read. Down, down the verse, verse 5, God said, I for the Lord your maker is your husband. 
he was waiting on man for the earthly seed. God said, I am your husband. I'm going to give you the divine seed. That's why she can produce more. That's why she can produce more. Some of you, men have promised you things and you've put your hope upon it. Ah, this, in fact, you even dance. Suddenly they've disappointed you. Don't worry. Don't worry. God will open the one that man cannot shut. It's the season of more. Somebody say more. In this season of more, the desolate woman we have more child than he than she that had the capacity to give birth. That is the amount of grace that the Lord is bringing. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you hearing me this morning? Verse 2, what does it say? <clears throat> so enlarge the place of your word. See, it, it means fight small-mindedness. I wish I can dwell, I can dwell on this for the whole day. Fight what? small-mindedness. Fight the stronghold of fear and doubt. Because that is, what, that is what is responsible for your tight tent. That's what is responsible for your what? For your tight tent. Some of you, if they give you the word of the Lord today, even you, you that like Sarah, you will laugh. <laughs> All these are our prophets. That's what Sarah did. Bible said that Sarah laughed behind the, behind the door. <laughs> Let's even say it's only up to Abraham. The last time we tried him with uh, with Haggai, my my handmaiden. But even now, I doubt it now because then that was twelve years ago. As I, the guy is dead from head to toe, dead. So let's even say it's only up to if what about me? I must have passed 10 cycles of menopause by now. So this is the question is did she have a logical reason to laugh? Yes, a logical reason to laugh. Yes. Does it make sense to laugh? Answer. Yes. You are turning a 90-year-old woman because the word of the Lord is either mad or drunk. Are, are you hearing me? That's the only... Maybe prophet to sorrow. If you even excuse God, you say, God, don't mind him. You know all these prophets, they just, their mouth just run. Just want to show themselves. You know, and I've been there, I've given... Word of prophet to somebody before that. After I say, God, are you sure? You say, you know, even you are there, you fear that God, but you are caring for your own reputation. Come, come, don't come and disgrace me here. You know, we are just trying this thing small, small. Hallelujah. Sarah, it was very logical. See, it is very normal and logical for you not to have faith for a turnaround because situation around you. And there are many people, thousands of people, who are in the same position as you are. You see, but victory is not for those who have small-mindedness. If Sarah did not take the highway of the Lord, her name would not be mentioned in Hebrews 11. We will not be talking about her today. Are you hearing me? 
Are you hearing me? The Bible says this man, this woman, by faith. Hebrews 11, 11. Say, by faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed. For the seed to enter. Do you understand? When Abraham said, let's try this thing again. Say, try what? How many of you, how many of you know that it wasn't a Holy Spirit pregnancy that Sarah had? It's not. That is the level of small-mindedness they had to fight. The only reason they were doing it was because they believed the word of the Lord. Are you hearing me this morning? The only reason they climbed that bed was because they had become convinced that the word of the Lord is hanging. By that time, everything that is fun in that Praise of copulation has died. If, I, if, you know, if you know elderly men, once you begin to pass 60 or so, all those sexual things would have died. It's more the, the, the relationship with your partner, if both of you are still alive, is more companionship. It's more companionship. So for them to say, okay, let's try this thing. They had to come to it by faith. And even after, Bible said that Sarah, by faith, did what? Received the strength to do what? To conceive. Everything that was dead in her received the life so that they can hold the seed. That's faith. What she did was not normal. What she did was not what? was not normal. They can't even, I'm sure they can't even say it out because some people, we call them mad. Are you hearing me? It wasn't normal. It wasn't normal. It wasn't normal. Imagine Elizabeth, you are pregnant, you still hide yourself. The stomach is even coming out. You are still, it, it looks as if you are in a wonderland. That is, so the situation is even shocking to some of the recipients. But they stuck with the word of the Lord by faith. God is not asking you to do a logical thing. God is asking you to do something stupid by your logical sense. That stupid thing is faith. So enlarge your tent. That thing you have abandoned that God asks you to do. You've done it, but you've abandoned it. Go back to it. Go back and pick up the things that you have dropped. Go back and pick up the, 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 the visions of the Lord that has come to you and you have disbelieved. Go back, and, go back and dust the things that God has spoken to you and you feel, go back and read it again and believe them all over again. Call to remembrance. Call to remembrance. Call to remembrance call to remembrance. Are you hearing me this morning? I hope you're hearing me this morning. Say to yourself, I'm calling to remembrance. Begin to fight the spirit of small-mindedness. Begin to fight the spirit of small-mindedness. That is the thing that says to you, no, it can't be done. Nobody in your father's house has ever done this thing. Ah, you are from so-so-so town. Your destiny is maybe just civil servant. You know, 
It cannot be done. No. You begin to say no to those things. You begin to fight small mindedness. Some of those things have become stronghold in your mind. Major strongholds. Bouncing out the word of God. You know, sometimes when you are trying to pour water on rock, the thing is just bouncing back. Am I making sense? That is how tough doubt and unbelief has become in our hearts. But God is, the word of God is coming as an armor this morning to dismantle every stronghold. Those strongholds are dismantled in the name of Jesus. I speak to you everything that constitutes the stronghold of doubt and fear in your life. They are dismantled this morning in the name of Jesus. It's time to enlarge. It's time to enlarge. It's time to kill small-mindedness. It's time to kill small-mindedness. You look at yourself. Your salary is this. Uh, this is how much you earn. You are not even receiving help. I, you know, ah, my husband, even my husband doesn't have work. Ah, can, can. No. Begin to fight small-mindedness. It doesn't matter what your current state is. No state, no situation is too difficult for the word of the Lord. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me this morning? Give me, give, go back to Isaiah 54. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse 2. Thank you, Jesus. See, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the what? The curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. That what is that what is that what is jabbing my heart. Do not spare. Do not spare. Do not spare. Do not be small-minded anymore. Do not spare. You have to rebel. You have to rebel against anything that has kept your mind low. Do you hear me? If you are looking, if, if some of you. What is, what is behind small-mindedness is the current situation of things in Nigeria. And then you are looking at yourself and you are looking at it. Ah, it's really possible. You fight, rebel against it. Some of you, you look at, ah. Remember when you, know, when you come out of school, when you have first class, your faith is high. <laughs> two, one. It's high, right? Once you cross two, two, third class, the reason why they don't give you job is because they have put a mark on your level of intelligence that by this result, you cannot get this job. Am I making sense? So by the reason of your certificate, they have put a limit to your capacity. And there's some of you don't even bother looking for it. It's not people like me they are looking for. You have to fight those small-mindedness. You have to fight it. You have to fight it. You have to fight it. You have to become a rebel. Are, are you hearing me? And begin to rebel against the tax masters that has kept you down. Rebel. 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 Hallelujah. So lengthen your cord and strengthen your stakes. Verse 3. Therefore so you shall expand. I want us to say this thing and personalize it together. One to three, go. For I shall expand to the right and to the left. 
and my descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Somebody say amen. amen. That's the word of the Lord for you. You are turning that desolation into a habitation. What had become the issue of shame and defeat is turning around to be an issue of victory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm saying to us, what we need for that turnaround is the what? It's the word of the Lord. It's the word of the Lord. It's the word of the Lord. Sorry, brother. Hallelujah. It's the word of the Lord. And let's see what the word of the Lord has done. Give me Psalm 33. I want to stir up faith in our hearts. The Lord is stirring up faith in our heart to receive the word of the Lord. And if you don't, if you feel that there is no word God has spoken to you, you can desire it now. Am I making sense? Maybe you don't have something that God has spoken to you before. You desire a fresh word now, here, then you have faith for it. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Do what? Have faith for it. Because, and God will speak to you. Psalm 33 verse 6, what does it say? Psalm 33 verse 6. He said, by the word of the Lord, what was made? The heavens were made, and all the host of them, by the breath of his mouth. What is that thing that is too difficult for God to do? The world that you live in, the heavens, he is the world that sustains everything. So he sustains all things by the word, by the word of his power. The reason why the science works is because the word has determined it to work. All the laws of science, the reason why they work is because of what? There has been a conditioning for it to work that way. When God takes away the word of his power, everything will crumble. That's what death means. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. All the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 7. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Verse 8. Let all the heart do what? Fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in what? In you must take this posture. Are you hearing me today? You must do what? You must, take, you must shift from the posture of trivializing the word of the Lord. Common, commonizing it. You must shift to the posture of being in awe. Having expectation for the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11.3, what does it say? Very quickly. Time is flying, man. Hebrews 11.3. Say, by faith we understand that the word, the words were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are what? Can you give me another translation? <clears throat> Let me show you how it comes. Do you have another translation there? Do you? No, no other translation. Okay, let me try and read it from here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. He said, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That's NLT. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Say, say, say to yourself, when the situation is contrary, it means you are in creation mode. When the situation is contrary, you have switched into what? Creation mode. Because creation must come. Creation is the order when something comes out of nothing. The order of creation is what? When something comes out of what? Out of nothing. So when you see contradiction, switch to creation mode. And begin to speak out the word of the law. Begin to create. Begin to create what is not seen. What you are not seeing, begin to create it. Begin to speak the word of the Lord. And as you speak, those things will be created. And then they will now do what? Manifest. That has always been the order of God. Genesis 1. God said, let us do what? Let us make my now image after our own likeness. And he created them, male and female. He did what? In Genesis 2, he formed what he created in the realm of the natural. Formed it. He had created even the woman in Genesis 1. But when it was time to form him, he removed the rib from the man and did what? And formed. Formed the wife. By the word of the Lord, things that are seen are made out of unseen realities. It's time to switch to creation mode. Hallelujah. That is the reason why scriptures told the barren woman to do what? To sing. Because as you sing, you are singing out what you want to see. You are singing out what the Lord has said. You know, you don't sing and say, oh, barren woman, barren woman. No, no. You sing that, see my children. You begin to call their names. You begin to call their names. You are calling Shade, you are calling Ola, you are calling David, you are calling Damien Ola. You are calling them. You are singing. You are in creation mode. You are in creation mode. The things that are missing, you are restoring them. You are putting them. You are putting them. You are putting them. The word was formed by the word of God. And the things you see today were formed of things unseen. John 1, 1 says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Say it was in the beginning with the word, with the Father. He said by him were what? Were all things made that was made. And without him was nothing made that was made. That word is in your mouth today. Begin to speak the word of God. Begin to speak the word of God. Open the scriptures and then say this is what the word said. This is my portion. This is my portion. If you've been ravaged with fear, open the scriptures and say, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. And begin to create. Begin to speak the word of God. Begin to speak the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God is the agent of divine intervention. 
The word of God is the what? Is the what? Is the agent of divine intervention. Give me Genesis chapter 15. <coughs> Genesis chapter 15. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. And say what? Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. Your exceeding what? Great reward. You know, you know, I told you that whenever there is contradiction, it is time to do what? To, to switch to creation mode. See, this is, now, when you look at this verse alone, this is God's own perspective, right? Now, let's see Abraham's perspective. Give us verse 2. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing that I will do what? I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Abraham was looking at the contradiction and was reacting to the contradiction. God was seeing an opportunity to enter creation mode. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? And the biggest thing, the biggest thing at the gate of Abraham, the biggest thing intimidating him from switching was fear. That's how God told him, do not be afraid. Do not what? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Verse 3. Then Abraham said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Verse 4. And behold, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is somebody excited? He said, behold, the word of the Lord did what? Came to him. The word of the Lord came to him. The word, and when the word of the Lord spoke, he said, This one shall not be your hair, but the one who will come from your own body shall be your hair. Once that word dropped, victory is assured. Take a posture today that will provoke the coming of the word of the Lord. Are you hearing me? Take a posture that will do what? That we provoke the coming of the word of the Lord. Take a posture today. The Bible said that the man at the gate, the beautiful gate, took a posture. He said he fixed his attention on Peter and John, expecting something from them. Even though what he was expecting was coins, right? But at least he took a posture. Tell your neighbor, take a posture today. Don't stop reacting to the circumstance. Go and take a posture. 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 Take a posture of the world. Take a posture of the world. Take a posture of the world. Be expectant. Stir up faith again. Stir up faith again. Say to God, Lord, I believe your word. I believe when you speak into my life, my life will change. All I'm waiting for now is you. 
that woman with the issue of blood said to herself. He said, he, she kept saying to herself. Are you hearing me this morning? She kept saying to if I may but touch the what? The hem. And that thing provided the strength and the impetus for her to plunge through the crowd. Do you know how difficult it was, must have been for her? With men of muzzle and everything, slugging it out. Even when Jesus said, somebody touched me, Peter said, Master, you are for you. We are literally almost overrunning you now. You are saying somebody touched you. Many of us have touched you. <laughs> Amen. You are lucky that we have not even removed your clothes. Hallelujah. And true, of course Peter wasn't lying. Many people have been touching, you know, what is, you know I've, 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 how many of you have seen all this, when all these big, big people go through the crowd, everybody wants to touch them, you know. That was the situation, and then all the security is trying to do That's That's the situation they were in. Many people have touched him. But all of them were just farmsing. You know, you're just farmsing Jesus. Jesus, ah, I touched Jesus, see my hand. If it was these days, all these are Gen Z. They would snap their hands and say, the hand that used to touch Jesus. They would not hang it and frame it. Touching for different reasons, but there was one who was touching him with faith in her heart. She was coming to touch him by believing in the word. The more she pressed, the more she could see the desire she was going for. And when she did, the power of God collided with that desire. And healing came. That's the posture you must take this morning. That's the posture you must take this morning. Scripture says, call upon the Lord. Why is what? And he's near to you now. Because you are of the common word of Israel. Hallelujah. Even those to whom he wasn't near to, when they cried, Jesus heard them. How much more you? How much more you? Hallelujah. Scripture says, when blind Bartimaeus screamed, they said to him, shut up. It's not someone like you that should be calling Jesus. He said, Bible says, he screamed even more. Screamed even more. And Jesus heard him. He took a posture. And the word of God came. The word of God is coming to you this morning. It's coming to you. Because that is the agent of a turnaround. That is all you need for a word. For a turnaround. Somebody say, that's all I need. For a turnaround. Give me Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. You can write down Hebrews. What is this? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Rabbi Ashata, Rabbi Ashata. Said, ask and it will be do what? Given to you. He says, seek and you will find. Knock and it will be what? Open to you. Verse 8. Can we read it together? Say, for everyone who asks does what? And he who seeks what? And to him who knocks. It will be. It's time to go back to asking. 
Say, ask, you will receive. What does verse 9 say? We're looking at the poster that we have to take to do what? To receive the word of God. He said, or what man is there among you? Ooh, if his sons, if his son asks for a bread, will give him a stone. Understand? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Say, if you then, being evil, know how to do what? To give good gifts to your children. Say, how much more will your father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? It's time to, what, 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 what's the essence of this verse? If you read only verse 7, you think all he was saying is just ask. Just, you know, just ask. No, the real meaning is ask with expectation. Because that's the base of the comparison. If you being evil, if you, as evil as you are, know how to give gift to your children, if your child or your younger one asks you for something, imagine you're asking you for bread, and will you give him a stone? No. See how much more with your heavenly father. Return to the place of confidence in your heavenly father. That's what he's saying. Because there is a confidence you will have, then asking will come with expectation, will come with faith. Asking will come with belief. Seeking will come with a definite, a definite assurance of fighting. And knocking will come with a definite assurance that the door will be opened. Go back to knocking those doors. They will be opened unto you. You know the way some of us behave? Behave like, uh, you know, my children, sometimes they will come to you and knock and disappear. They are not expecting you to open. You know, some people of us do that. Say, it's not at home. Say, I know, I know. I just have a feeling it's not at home. Say, but just at least, no. okay, I should knock. Okay, I will knock. I told you it's not at home. That's the way some of us behave. You knock and you wait. You knock again. That is somebody with a what? With expectation. In fact, you will now raise your knocking. Some, in fact, when my wife comes home, what I was doing? If you know, if you don't answer quickly, and she does the third one is ba ba ba. That's when my wife knocks. Once it gets to the third, if that third one you are not responding, be ready for the bo bo. That's the fourth one. <laughs> That's somebody knocking with expectation. Where are you? Will you come and open the door? The owner of the house is around. That's the kind of that's the kind of confidence which she knocks. Amen. Me, I will knock with coco coco. Ah, the person may be inside the room sleeping. Let me give the person time. Coco coco. You know, you wait a little, check your phone. <laughs> no, okay, yeah. You knock with expectation. You knock with conviction in your heart. For everyone who knocks, to him the door will be what? Will be opened. Hallelujah. 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 Zechariah chapter 10. Very quickly, I'm rounding up now. Zechariah chapter 10. Say, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. See, the time of the latter rain is not a time where it's been raining everywhere. Are you hearing me? It has not rained, but you can discern the spirit that a time and the season has come. Hallelujah. Ask the Lord for rain. In the time of the latter rain, the Lord will do what? We make flashing clouds. That means that at the time of asking, there was even no flashing cloud. There was no sign. 
There was nothing on the horizon. But you could sense the time has come. You could sense destiny is beckoning. You could sense it is the season. Just like that blind Bartimaeus. He could hear people moving around. And he could, what's going on today? Ah, today is an unusual day. Even as you say, ah, it's Jesus, son, son of the Lord. Eh, Jesus is passing. He could sense. He could sense. He could sense. He could sense. Say, ask the Lord for rain, the time of the terrain. The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them what? What is he going to give you? Drip. Showers of rain. Grass in the field for everyone. The Lord is turning the wilderness into a fruitful field. And he's turning the fruitful field into a what? Into a forest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 2, what does it say? We're going to verse 3. Say, for the idols speak delusion. Diviners envision lies. They tell what? False dreams. They comfort in vain. Therefore, the people went their way like sheep. They are in trouble because there is not what? What is absent here? Let me give you the clue. Is the word of the Lord. What is present here is false contentment and lies. That's why they say, I don't speak delusion. It's empty words. It's empty words. Words of small-mindedness. Words that makes the heart weary. And that's why there is trouble. And that's why there is scattering. But when the word of God comes, there is a change. There is a change. Verse 3, what does it say? So my anger is kindled against the shepherds and I will punish God's head. For the Lord of hosts will do what, sir? We visit his flock, the house of Judah, and will make them as his royal horse for what? For battle. That is what the word of the Lord can do. He can turn situations around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Write down Jeremiah 29, 11 to 15. We won't have time to read that this morning. Let's write it down. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Give me Acts. Give me Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Let's just read two or three verses and then we'll close. How many of you are tired? Are you tired? Should I end now? Are you being blessed? You're being blessed. Can we do five, ten more minutes? And we'll close. I want us to pray this morning. Say that little, if, if your strength is little. Say if your strength is little. Reserve it for prayer. <laughs> but you shouldn't have little strength. Amen. It's, still, it's, it's not even 11 o'clock yet, so we should see our strength. Amen. If you are tired, you are sleepy, please stand up. Go and hit your head against the wall three times. You have my permission. No, you shouldn't sleep under this kind of atmosphere. No, 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 you should not. You should not. It's something I've done before. Under an atmosphere, I'm, I'm sleeping. Ah, oh, no, me. My destiny is at stake. I didn't hit my head, it was me. I, want, I, used to punch, I used to punch the wall. I went to punch the wall. And it was painful, and that pain woke me up. Amen. Because you, that you are feeling tired now, if you hear Gola here somewhere now, a strength we came up. Ah, I mean, it's just it's just in the mind. Hallelujah. Are we in Isaiah 55? Say, 
everyone that does what? That tested. Ah, give me King James, please. Don't, don't remove my teeth. Um, with, uh, don't use my King James to say, Oh, everyone who tests, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. The Lord is making a clarion call this morning for those who are hungry. Is there still hunger in your heart? Is there still hunger? Do you even still desire change? Or you are used to the current situation? That's why I said we must be rebellious. Because the end point of the attack of the enemy is for you to get used to the chaos. You know, it's like somebody that is blind. You know, you can be blind. Well, after when you have been blind by so many, so many, for so many years, you would have learned how to survive with blindness. You know, I was told my wife, I watched a series recently on all uh, this ap- Apple streaming stuff. The title of the series was C. That's the title. And the plot was that something happened and there was an apocalypse, apocalypse, and then people died, and the few that survived the apocalypse, all of them were blind. So they were living with blindness. And they were not living with blindness. They now consider anyone that can see as an abnormal person, but they consider them as a witch, and they were burning them at, at the stake. <laughs> and it, it really mirrors spiritual reality. Am I making sense? Because some of us, we are comfortable with being blind to the promise and the reality of God. We have tabernacled at the realm of chaos and ordinariness. Like Nazareth, we, have been co- we are content with our state of reproach. So even when the promise is about to come, we don't even have faith. We are like Zachariah. We are still worshipping. Are you hearing me this morning? We are still faithful in our order of worship. But there is no faith in the earth. To receive the promise of God. Don't let that be your situation. Don't come to church without faith in your heart. It doesn't matter for how long you think things have been out of place. Retain faith. This is the essence of the service. This is what the whole order of service is about and the angel came and yet Zachariah was looking at the angel and yet the presence of the angel could not even remove doubt in his heart he has become content with chaos what is the point of your service then why are you in the most holy place when you can't believe the word of God what is the purpose of the vision of God when faith can arise in your heart. You are see, Gabriel says, I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God. And for because you have doubted me, you will not hear and you will not be able to talk until the promise has come. They have to shut him down because he's been out of order. So that the purpose of God can come. Not for him, but for Israel. Why are you in church if you can't trust God for the impossible? What's the purpose of our preaching? Why are we sweating every day? 
Why are we studying the Bible? Why are we sweating every day? If faith can born in our hearts to receive the word of God. Those two guys on the way, he said, did not our heart burn inside of us when he expounded the scripture to us? What is the meaning of your moderation? If it is not to prepare a body or to prepare for the coming of the word of God. What is the, what is the purpose of Mary's virginity if she can't have faith to receive the seed of the Almighty? Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. She had come to the place of destiny. Luckily for her, there was faith to receive it. Because God was doing something that was impossible. Are you hearing me this morning? Revelation chapter 12. Scripture says there was a woman. And she was in labor. And the dragon was before her. To devour the child. But she had faith. She had faith. It was the time of destiny. Nothing was going to stop her from delivering. Nothing. No intimidation was going to stop her. And rather than being intimidated by the dragon, she focused on birthing what God was going to do. Take a posture this morning, saints. Take a posture this morning, saints. A new season has come. Take a posture this morning. This child that you carry must be born. It is called the will of God. It is called the purpose of God. It is called change. I hear change in my spirit. It's a time of change. It's a time of change. I hear the angel of the Lord declaring change has come. Change has come. Change has come. Change has come. It is for this moment. It is for this moment. Let faith arise in your heart. And let there be resonance. Move into the frequency of God. Move into the frequency of God. Begin to say the things. Begin to speak his word. Remove your attention from things around you. Focus on the word of God. Are you hearing me this morning? Say this is the time of destiny. It is time for return around. It is time for return around. It is time for return around. Stand to your feet this morning and let's pray together. I want you to join me as we take a poster this morning. As we take a poster this morning, things must change. Things must not remain as they are. A new season has come. The word of the Lord has come. And it's time to expand our tents. It's time to expand our tents. It's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time. It's time. The new day has come. The darkness is past. Fear is gone. Limitation is gone. Small-mindedness is gone. Come on, go ahead and begin to pray. Hey, Master Fred, tell us, it's the time of my destiny. I take a posture to birth the will of God. I take a posture of faith. Some of you need to repent. Repent. Say, Lord, I am sorry I've doubted you for so long. I changed posture this morning. I switch from doubt to faith.
I switch from fear to faith. Hey, for Syria, Torah, Balaba, Shatala, Lalaba, Shapala, Lalaba, Lalaba, Makatolo, Lobope, Nunamia, Presofida, Lalaba, Shata, Hey, Mantola, because of Resesia, Balaba, Shata. I set my eyes upon the gold. I set my eyes upon your word, O God. Hey, Nantalaba, Shata. Scripture says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I look unto you, Jesus. Hey, Presuvretidia, Sesafra, Kalaba, Shata. Lord, I look to you. Menke presofida tetanimino jakapa papala ba 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 do 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 bo shata hakoto na da da ba la la ba la ba bi bi o pesuvrena na da ba shata nento lo bo shata ba. I look to you, my father. The Bible said they look upon him and they were not ashamed. Hey, so frisia la la ba shata halatone ne me me kuprekete le le bo bo. It is my time to sing, and I burst forth into singing. I burst forth into singing. I burst forth into singing. My testimony, I will no longer reinforce the, the chaos in my conversation. I begin to prophesy change. I begin to prophesy a turnaround in the name of Jesus.